Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. This is becoming the most prominent form for him. Wake your ass up. Yeah, it's early in the morning, but they told me it was y'all. I said, oh, hell yeah, I'm getting up. The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Your people's choice. Angela Yee. I'm a sweetheart, but I'll cut you. Charlemagne the God. Prince of Prince people on. I can't believe you guys are the best, kid. Collectively known as Breakfast Club, bitches. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 yo. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. It's Friday. Your voice sounds a little shaky. Yeah, I'm still a little sick. I ain't gonna lie. That's just been a long cold. Now we gotta stop playing that that drop because Charlemagne's not here today. He's not, but people like it. But you could tell it's like fading out at the end. It just cuts off. Look, I think y'all got to 
Get him. He's not here. People like the yo, 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 yo. So we like to get him excited and get it hype. Even sometimes he's late. So we play that drop just in case. But no, he is not here today. But we have a great okay. show for you this morning. A lot uh, yes, happened yesterday. A lot happened yesterday. And yesterday I got a chance to kick it with uh, Wiz Khalifa and DJ Drama. Now, you know, Wiz Khalifa and Drama, they're on tour right now. And the other night, Wiz Khalifa got into it with a DJ that went viral. Mm-hmm. So um, I flew out here to Albuquerque to ask DJs to talk to him and tell him how he felt about it. So it's a great conversation. So we kick it with Wiz Khalifa. And also, Michael Blackson will be joining us this morning. He's going to be at Caroline's all weekend performing. Uh, he talks about working with uh, Tyler Perry to a, whole, a host of things. So we're going to kick it with Michael Blackson in a little bit. Now, in the news, okay. there's a lot going on in the news, right? Yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, Brittany Griner was sentenced yesterday. We'll talk about that. Also, Breonna Taylor, four current and former Louisville police officers that were involved in the deadly raid on her house, uh, have been charged with civil rights violations and other counts, and we'll talk about that. All right, we'll get into all that next, and then we got to start the show with some new music. Khaled released his first single. It's featuring Drake and Little Baby. Let's... If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get into it. Front Page News is next. All right, that was new Drake, little baby. DJ Khaled, morning everybody, it's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy, we are The Breakfast Club, let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yeezy? Well, let's start in the Russian court where Brittany Griner was sentenced to nine years in prison. That's crazy. And that is for a drug smuggling conviction. Yeah, we definitely did not anticipate this. Now she is back in the detention center where she was held during her trial as lawyers are going to appeal the sentence and the Biden administration is trying to negotiate for her release. Let's be clear. She did plead guilty to carrying less than one gram of cannabis oil in her luggage as she traveled through a Moscow airport on February 17th. She said she was aware of the strict drug law. She did not intend to bring that cannabis into the country. She was in a rush and she was just trying to hurry up and pack. We've all been there. Here's what she had to say. My parents taught me two important things. One, take ownership for your responsibilities. And two, to work hard for everything that you have. That's why I pled guilty to my charges. I understand everything that's being said against me, the charges that are against me, but I had no intent to break any Russian law. I want to apologize to my teammates, my club, Genka, the fans, and the city of ECAT for my mistake that I made and the embarrassment that I brought onto them. I made an honest mistake, and I hope that in your ruling that it doesn't end my life here. Yeah, well, this is so sad because, yeah, you know, every country has strict drug laws, right? Dubai, they tell you about it all the time, and Russia. But for 0.01 of marijuana that she had on her, yes, you could say yes, absolutely is wrong. Nine years? Nine years? That's ridiculous. That's a political problem. That's a political thing. 
then she'll get a lighter sentence. So she did absolutely own up to that. And after the verdict, her agent said, tweeted out, today's sentencing of Brittany Griner was severe by Russian legal standards and goes to prove what we have known all along, that Brittany is being used as a political pawn. And Joe Biden said the sentence was unacceptable and he demanded that she be returned to the U.S. to be reunited with her family. Another thing I noticed, they are at trying to work out this deal in exchange where they return, the United States will return uh, somebody that's in jail in exchange. They want to do a swap, right? A prison swap. And they offered to exchange a convicted Russian arms trafficker for Griner and for Willen, who is a U.S. citizen and former Marine who got a 16-year prison sentence on espionage charges after a trial that they said was, according to the United States, unfair. But, you know, Russia did counter. They wanted to get a convicted murderer, Vadim Krasikov, also released. But they said that was not a formal discussion. So that was not something that the United States considered to be on the table. But maybe they felt like they had to convict her in order to be able to trade do this trade. I don't know what's going yeah, on, maybe. but it definitely feels like it's political. Yeah, and I see a lot of vets were, were, were upset with this trade. They're saying that, you know, the guy that they got is a real bad person and he's a gun smuggler and he's a murderer. But the problem is, is, is like you said, they're playing hardball because of that. Like, nobody gets nine years for having that little bit of cannabis oil. So they're giving her that time because they want to make this trade, which is crazy. But, you know, I just want to see Brittany grinding back home with her family. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they are saying even aside from all that, this is an extremely harsh sentence considering other people who have been sentenced uh, previously in Russian courts for similar things. And they said the average jail time for this type of crime is five years and that almost a third of those who are convicted get parole. And so they feel that Brittany Griner's detention was handled improperly, according to Absolutely. the lawyers. And Brittany Griner also said she had to sign documents and she did not fully understand what was in them. She was also not given adequate translations of the Russian language paperwork. And a defense expert testified the examination of the vape cartridges containing the cannabis oil also did not comply with Russian law. Now, here's White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre. Today's sentencing is a reminder of what the world already knew. Russia is wrongfully detaining Brittany. The U.S. government continues to work aggressively, pursuing every avenue to bring home Brittany. Yeah, and it's it's to the point when you play with other countries, you play with other countries' rules, right? We could say it to we're blue in the face, this is wrong, this is foul, this is not fair. But what happens? It's another country. We can't just go in there and bust her out, so we're gonna have to make some, you know, some some trades and some decisions to get her out because obviously Russia is not trying to help and not looking out for us. So All right. Well Brittany Griner's legal team does have ten days to file an appeal to the court's decision, which they are planning to do. And that is your front page news. Next hour, we will be talking about Breonna Taylor and uh, the officers mm-hmm. and former officers who were sentenced. All right. Well, well, get, it off, not sentenced. get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Again, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest whether you're mad or blessed so you better have the same energy we want to hear from you on the breakfast club hello who's this Shanice from Dayton good morning Shanice how you feeling I'm good I'm I'm doing well I'm doing blessed I actually wanted to get off my chest about the Brittany Griner situation you know I'm uh I'm really disappointed and kind of sad 
at what's going on because at the end of the day, you know, I know y'all seen Boosie's post. Everybody done seen Boosie's post. And one thing, mm-hmm. had it right. It, I'm not trying to be funny, but if this was a Caucasian woman, she was home months ago. Right, he said if this, this was Taylor fair, Swift. I you Taylor, I ain't want to say her name. Don't put her out there, but Taylor Swift. Any, it, it ain't even got to be a Taylor Swift. It's got to be somebody high up there. If she, if her skin was light, bright, she wouldn't, she would not be there. And it's kind of sad, you know. She got to sit there nine years for not even a, an ounce, a less than an ounce. Yeah, for, that, that's bull. That's bull. Yeah. Less yeah, than a gram. I'm sorry. Not, a, not. I'm very sad. It's, it's, and Biden really step up. You know, where's Kim K? Kim K be doing for everybody. Kim K, we calling you. We need you to your lawyer boots back on and help her girl out because at the end of the day this this is really just injustice for real um i really want to say i appreciate y'all letting me get on here you know every time i try to shout out to the uh angeli follow you don't follow me but you be posting me on your page i love you um and i love everything that about you um i just i really hope she gets some justice because Listen to y'all and listen to everybody about it. This is very much unfair, and I just can't believe it. But well, I hope you everybody calling. have a blessed day. Thank you. You too, now. Hello, who's this? What's up? What's up? It's Mike from Brooklyn. Mike, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Yo, I wanted to tell. I wanted to tell like everybody listening about like who they trying to trade Brittany Griner for because a lot of people, especially in our community, they don't know. Right. Um, the dude that they trying to trade her for is a dude by the name of Victor Boot. And Victor Boot was, um, he is a Russian arms trafficker. He trafficked Russian arms throughout the whole entire world. He made Russia a lot of money. And he is responsible for all them AK-47s you see in Africa with the mercenaries in Saudi Arabia right. and all that. He got thousands and thousands of people killed. You know what I mean? So that's who they trying to trade her for. And I don't know what to say because he's a real dangerous fellow. You know what I mean? He got yeah, a so, lot of people killed throughout the entire world. And that's what the vets were saying. Vets were like, you know, letting him go is 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 difficult because, you know, they, they've been running him down and chasing him down for years. So, for, but for, for 20 years, almost, right. almost 20 years, they've been trying to get this guy. But, um, you know, he like all them AK-47s and all them Russian, you know, missiles that you see all over the world. That's yep. how they get there through him. Okay. I mean, he well, thank got you, private jets and all that. You know what I mean? And one but this is a hard there. situation because then what do you do? There's a lot of pressure here to get Britney Griner to come home. Well, Ru- right? Russia's not going to so- let Britney home unless they get that guy. So they want to give him 30 really, years. They really, they really want him because, you know, he make, he makes Russia a lot of money. He makes them old dogs money over there. You know what I mean? So I don't know what to say about that. It's a, it's a tough situation. Thank you, though, bro. You know what I mean? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's no... Power 1051. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Carla, good morning. Hey, Carla, get it off your chest. Okay, you know what? I'm tired. I've got to be at work at 5 o'clock every morning. Yes, I'm late every day, but I still (laughs) take my ass to work. 
I'm tired why? of people You're late me. every I, single day? <laughs> I, I'm late because I smoke weed a lot. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I smoke a lot of weed. So Come on, Mama. You got to get to work. Where you work? Where do you work? Um, undisclosed information. Can't tell you that. My boss is listening to y'all. Well, get your um, ass to work. I'm tired of people calling me, asking me for money, and they're not willing to work. They tell me I'm making less money, so I should be able to give them money. And I told them, I'll give you the information to get a job, but I will not cripple you by giving you money, and you're not willing to work for yourself. I yeah, agree with I, I that. Once you start giving people money, they're going to never stop asking. I was just talking to you about this. You know, that's that's the reason I do not lend money. Uh, I got six kids. That's one, by the way. But two, like you said, once you open that door, it never stops. And and I will help somebody when they need it. That's that's not a problem. But lending people money and you see them out and about or you see them on vacation, I, I can't do that. I, I see, and I told them I got a child about to go to Wayne State. I just had to cut a $14,500 check. And I'm not even bill paying for college. Help me pay for my daughter's college, and then we can talk. You right. Get your ass yeah, listen, all you, all you got to do is say those four words. I ain't got it. You right. And ma'am, you can't say I work hard because you don't. You late. Every day. You know what? Yes. You guys are so right, but you know what? I tell people like this. If y'all live in the city of Detroit, there's jobs out here. Stop asking right. for money, and you can do for yourself. My father always taught me Never ask a man to do something for you that you are not willing to do for yourself. Okay. All right. Well, if you're in Detroit, I want you to swing by Mary Jane uh, in the next couple of weeks. I have a strain coming out called Slurred, and I want you to try that. You know what? I'll try it if you send me some. I'll send you some. Oh, now you asking for money? But but listen, ma'am. Listen. I'm playing with you. Money is different. It, yeah, no. I'm asking for marijuana because I want to be able to try his strain so I can promote it. So that's actually helping him out because in the weed okay. community, you know, I like it. So, okay. you know, let's you do that. I, and I'll promote it. Well, I cannot send it okay. to you because it's against the law to send it in the mail, but. I will um, get your name and info, and you can swing by the uh, dispensary Mary Jane in Detroit. You pick some up, you try it, and if you like it, you post about it. That's all I ask for you to do. She really flipped that. And I'm in uh, Detroit, Envy. You didn't send me none. Well, she's a weed connoisseur. But if you uh, if you didn't, I'll send it to you. I'll, I'll have somebody drop it off right at your crib. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Ebony. How are you this morning? Hey, Ebony, get it off your chest. Well... I want to let you all know that I'm a single mother of three. Um, two months ago, I lost my job with the city working for a trash company. Um, and it put me behind, okay? And, um, like, my kid's father, same man, he's basically being, he's not being a man about it when it comes to his kids. You know, school started. I was behind. Thank God I just recently got a job. But, like, you know, I was trying to get off my chest that I want him just to really be a man so I don't have to involve, like, child support and all of this stuff. But where I'm at now, I'm, like, soon to be evicted, and it's almost like I might have to just so my kids could be able to get the things that they need, you know? Like, I try hard every day just to make sure that they get the stuff that they need and we have stuff at the house, and, and it's just getting hard, and I just really want him to be a stand-up man, and it's like... You know, eviction letter on my door. I asked him, could he get the kids? And he's like, no, I can't do it right now. I have to work. And it's just, it just really bothers me. It really bothers me. Well, I'm so sorry, Mama. Where, and where yeah, you that's from? That's tough, man. And he's not stepping I'm up to the Augusta. plate and doing what he's... I'm from Augusta. Augusta, Georgia. Okay. 
And I can hear yeah. it in your voice there how difficult and how stressful this has to be for you. So what what are you going to do? Like, I don't have $1,800 to give, you know, the people for my rent. So it's like now we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do. You do you have a GoFundMe? Like, we might have to stay in the hotel room. We might have to. And I don't know. And I don't you have a cash app, like, Mama, or GoFundMe? I have a cash app. Put your cash app out there, man. Maybe, maybe if... If eighteen hundred people could could put up a dollar or or, uh, or nine hundred people could put up two dollars to help out a little bit, put your cash app. What's your cash app, Mama? My cash app is Haitian Barbie eighty three. That's H A I T I A N B A R B I E eighty three. And City of Augusta and anywhere else, if y'all listening, please, please, please help me. And the ones in Augusta that know me, y'all know my kids, father. Tell them to step up, man. Tell them to step up. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for calling, Mama. You have a good weekend, and hopefully somebody out there listening can you know, help a little bit if they can. Get it off and your I wish chest. Could give her a hug. Right. 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the way? Well, let's talk about Neo's wife, Crystal. She has filed for divorce. And what are these allegations? We'll tell you what people are saying, what the streets are saying. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, 
start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk, Neil. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, Neil's wife, Crystal Smith, has filed for divorce, and in that paperwork, that she uh, actually filed, that was July 22nd. According to multiple news outlets, she said the marriage is irretrievably broken. There's no hope for reconciliation. She also stated that he committed the act of adultery and alleges that he recently fathered a minor child with his paramour. So she also has been taking care of their three children and is asking for primary physical custody of the kids and joint legal custody as well as child support and alimony. I thought they worked it out. When he was on a breakfast club, he was like, the pandemic was the best thing because they were able to talk. He couldn't run. He couldn't move. He had to handle the situation. Well, I guess they unworked it out. I mean, you know, I couldn't tell you all the ins and outs of what happened. I know when he was on the show, he has a new album out right now. He addresses how much things have been going great for them. He had one song where he addressed his past cheating, but apparently it, it, Allegedly hasn't stopped. I mean, he hasn't responded to any of these accusations yet. And he did ask for privacy while he works things out. But this is what she has filed in the paperwork. So you can see this is the reason why she's asking for a divorce. Okay. All right. Well, wish him the best. Yep. 
All right, now little TJ is in good spirits. He was discharged from the hospital after his near-fatal shooting earlier this year. And now there's a photo of him that's been circulating online. It shows him smiling in the car. He's on a group FaceTime call with some of his friends. So we don't know when he was released from the hospital, but he was shot multiple times outside of a Chipotle in Edgewater, New Jersey. This was on June 22nd, according to the prosecutor's office. A man named Mohammed Konadi tried to rob little TJ and his his friends. And so he actually ended up getting arrested, Konadi, after uh, a month after the shooting and is currently being held in Rikers Island as he is awaiting extradition to New Jersey. But fortunately, little TJ looks like he's doing a lot better. That's great. I know there were a lot he, of rumors going around. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say that. At first, they said he might be paralyzed, wouldn't be able to speak again. So the fact that that brother's going home is a positive thing. So shout to him, man. A shout to his family and, and all that. The fact that he's even smiling like that is a good thing Absolutely. Yep. All right. And Nori has finally gotten his driver's license. <laughs> he said he has had 35 cars in his life but never had a license. So who can believe that? But that's a very New York thing. You know, I was, I will say I do. What's that? Not having a license. Yes. Yeah. I know a lot of people in New York that don't have a license because it's so much public transportation, trains and buses and and car services and dollar vans. So yeah, it makes sense. But Nori, that's a long time. Nori been in Miami about 10 years, 15 years. I know. I don't know how you don't drive around in Miami, but you know, driving in New York is also very stressful. I will say that. But he fortunately did pass that test. Here he is. Different than y'all got his license. Y'all got his license. It's over. Road rage everywhere. I'm outside. I'm driving. I'm finally driving my own cars. God damn it. Now, I will say this. <laughs> Getting your license is very difficult. And it's not the driving test. It's the actual written test that you have to pass. There's so many rules and regulations and laws. I guarantee you, ye, if you take that written test right now, you would fail. Guarantee. I don't know. I did, actually, I did really well on the written test when I took it. it was, yeah, that was a long time ago. Let me ask you a question. How many feet can hard. you park away from a fire hydrant? Uh, 25. <laughs> I, I think it is 25, but um, that's a good guess. But <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a lot of, of, of new laws and regulations, especially when it comes to drinking. It's a lot. It, it, it definitely is a lot. <laughs> okay. And congratulations to our girl, Taylor Works. She has a brand new gig, and so she is going to be doing Amazon's Thursday Night Football. So congratulations to her. That is such a huge deal. She's been doing so much. She is. And so just seeing all this happen for her, she posted life update. I'm incredibly happy to announce that I'll be joining Thursday Night Football this season. I'll be doing long-form interviews and features with your favorite NFL players and continuing to tell stories in meaningful and fresh ways. Thursday Night Football is now exclusively on Prime Video, and I'm happy to be a part of this historic season. Calling this a dream come true is truly an understatement, and so happy that I'll still be with the fam at Bleacher Report and NBA on TNT in the same role you're used to, hosting my interview show, NBA Twitter Live, and various linear opportunities. And Bleacher Report has fostered such an unbelievable environment. So congratulations to her for having so much going on. Yeah, she's and really showing up and showing out. She said the takeover continues. And she's dope. She does an amazing job. Shout out to her and her her whole team, Heather and all of them. Like they really do their damn thing. So definitely shout out to them and congratulations. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. We got front page news next. What are we talking about? 
Well, let's talk about Brianna Taylor, four current and former Louisville police officers that were involved in the deadly raid on her house, including detectives who worked on the search warrant, the ex-officer accused of firing blindly into her home. They have finally been charged. All right, we'll get into that next, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Leaving a child in a hot vehicle can lead to their death very quickly. If you see a child left unattended, call 911. If the child looks unresponsive, do what it takes to get him or her out safely. Paid for by NHTSA. WWPRFM HD1 New York. An iHeartRadio station. Let me put a little bit of the Breakfast Club up in your lifestyle. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. Wanted me to lie, wanted me to cry, wanted me to die. Real life. I, 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 I'm staying alive, I'm staying alive, I'm staying alive, I'm staying alive. Another one. Yeah. Try me all the time. Wanted me to lie, wanted me to cry, wanted me to die. DJ Kelly. I'm staying alive, I'm staying alive, I'm staying alive, I'm staying alive. How she in love and she been over once. It's not like I know no for months. This life it allow me to take what I want. It's not like I know what I want, it's not like I know what I need I get some time, but there's no guarantees When I was broke, she was being a tease Four pockets full, now she's down on her knees Whoa, 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 whoa Baby gon' hit her, the center to me Yeah Oh, I'm a hitter, the center to baby That's how I get when this life get too crazy Whoa, whoa, for real, for real, whoa They tryna seal the deal See me up under a sheet, parade in the streets Yeah Try me a hundred times Wanted me to lie, wanted me to cry, wanted me to die. I, 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 I'm staying alive, I'm staying alive, I'm staying alive, I'm staying alive. Yeah. Try me a hundred times. Wanted me to lie, wanted me to cry, wanted me to die. I, 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 I'm staying alive, I'm staying alive, I'm staying alive, I'm staying alive for real. For real, for real. I put my feelings aside, you want me to die, but baby, I'm standing alive. Supposed to be one of a kind, you putting no mouths, I thought you was down for the ride. I'm trying to turn up a style, we going Chanel, she get everything in the size. She ain't some with another guy, I don't even care whenever I see you mine. Just the other day, he's sending to me, I'm top definition of P. Hood turn superstar, but I feel good like I'm still in the streets. No response, you can see that I read it. I'm with all that whenever you ready. Should be happy if I fell off, but I'm still there. They gon' have to sell me. Try me a hundred times. Wanted me to lie, wanted me to cry, wanted me to die. I, 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 I'm staying alive, I'm staying alive, I'm staying alive, I'm staying alive. Try me a hundred times. Wanted me to lie, wanted me to cry, wanted me to die. All right, that was Khaled Drake, little baby. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. All right, let's get some front page news. What are we starting at, Yee? All right, well, let's start with the officers who were involved in the deadly raid on Breonna Taylor's home. Now, four current and former Louisville police officers have been charged. 
Finally, these are the first federal counts leveled against any of the officers involved in this raid. Now, in addition to civil rights offenses, federal authorities have charged them with unlawful conspiracies because they lied, tried to cover it up, unconstitutional use of force and obstruction. And as you know, Breonna Taylor's mother, Tamika Palmer, said she has been waiting 874 days for federal charges to be filed and has beaten everything sent to break her. So here is actually we'll flash back to over two years ago when Angie Martinez and I had a sit down with Tamika Palmer about Breonna Taylor. What does justice look like for you now? Uh, These officers being fired and arrested. If anybody else would have done it, they'd be arrested. So Mm -hmm. they, they obtained a warrant under a lie. They told several stories and so they should be arrested. I mean, they lied. They, there was no reason for them to be there. And the person you, you wanted, so you proclaimed to want it was in custody. So to go in there at one in the morning and scare her and kill her. And then create all these stories. It's so, so damn sad. I'm glad they were arrested. I am so glad that they're arrested now. Hopefully they're convicted. You know, that's the next step, getting them convicted. Right. Tamika Palmer said every day has been March 13th for me. That's the day that Breonna Taylor was killed back in 2020. And so that interview was from June 10th in 2020. So it's taken over two years for even charges to be filed. But that's a first step. You know, and here's what Attorney General Merrick Garland had to say yesterday. I spoke with the family of Breonna Taylor. This morning, they were informed that the Justice Department has charged four current and former Louisville Metro Police Department officers with federal crimes related to Ms. Taylor's death. Those alleged crimes include civil rights offenses, unlawful conspiracies, unconstitutional use of force, and obstruction offenses. The four defendants were charged through two separate indictments. All right, former Detective Joshua Jaynes, Detective Kelly Goodlett, and Sergeant Kyle Meany were charged with submitting a false affidavit to search Taylor's home ahead of the police department's raid and then working together to create a false cover story in an attempt to escape responsibility for their roles in preparing the warrant affidavit that contained false information. That's according to court documents. Now, ex-detective Brett Hankinson is alleged to have willfully used unconstitutionally excessive force when he fired his service weapon into Taylor's apartment through a covered window and covered glass door. He is charged with depriving Taylor and a guest in her home of their constitutional rights by firing shots through a bedroom window that was covered with blinds and a blackout curtain. Wow. I mean, I'm just mad that it took this long. I am glad that they finally arrested him. Now we have to convict him. Now we have to make sure they go to jail for that. I mean, they lied. They really lied. The person that they were looking for was in custody. Was in custody. Yeah, nah, they should go to jail. All right. Well, finally, first step. So the fight is not over. It's just the beginning. But I know that... uh, Everybody was waiting to see this day. So finally. All right. And that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we're going to kick it with DJ Drama and Wiz Khalifa. So we know Wiz Khalifa has been in the news recently. He got into an altercation with a DJ at a club, smacked the DJ's hat off and uh, the hat flew into the crowd. People were saying that he beat a DJ up. Um, and I was talking to DJ Drama the other day, and we was like, yo, you know, it would be dope if two DJs actually tell them how we feel when it comes to DJs getting picked on and, and, and beat up and in all types of different situations. So we sat down with him yesterday, and we're going to get it on next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining us today. We have Wiz Khalifa and DJ Drama. Welcome. What up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Thanks for having us. Now, this is a special edition. Uh, I got a call a, a couple of days ago from uh, Kid Capri. Kid Capri called me and asked me for DJ Drama's number. So uh, I gave him Drama's number, but I wanted to call Drama and tell him that I was giving him the number. I had no clue why I called Drama, and Drama told me everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. When I first heard what was going on with Khalifa, I said, I know Wiz a long time in this industry, right? We're not friends, you know, friends as you call all the time, but every time we see each other, he's always called you happy, uh, very... Uh, if he's out and about and you're out and about, he's going to make sure that you're comfortable, right? Mm-hmm, I've absolutely. never seen an a angry whiz in my life I can other than when he's that. boxing and hitting the, in the bag, right? That's the only time I've ever seen him thing. And he still looks happy when he's hitting the bag. So we talked about the incident, what happened. And from the video, we only seen one side. So I told Drama it would be dope if two DJs actually interview Wiz to talk about what was going on. Because we get it from both sides. Right. You're somebody that's had, Drama's had beef with a lot of artists. I've had beef with a lot of artists, mm-hmm. and but this is not the necessary the same situation. Mm-hmm. So we have Wiz Khalifa. You're on tour right now. Congratulations! You just released your album. Thank you. So, um, break down what happened. You were you were in the club. It was your album release, and and what happened that night? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I want to apologize to all the DJs and the entire DJ community for my behavior. I do realize that it was a bit much, and um big enough man to be like yo that shouldn't happen that shouldn't go down that's not how business gets handled and that's not how you get your point across Mm -hmm. so i apologize to anybody who i offended sincerely Mm -hmm. um yeah i didn't didn't want to piss anybody off um what happened that night unfortunately uh you know i'll just walk you through the whole situation Uh, i was booked to be at Poppy for the for my album release that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the night that my album came out. So it was like officially, you know, my night. Mm-hmm. I'm on the flyer and you know how it is if you book an artist at a club, they usually, you know, have like a small set. Um, I think my set was to be five songs. Mm-hmm. So we prepared the set, we put it on a flash drive and we gave it to the DJ. And, um, you know, he warmed up the crowd, did his thing, played whatever records, you know, gets the club going. And it was a good night. Um, When it came time to be my set, like actual my five songs, the songs that we gave to him on the flash drive, um, it was just a real issue with like, you know, timing, like firing the songs. The cues were wrong. And the way that I usually perform, especially if I'm rocking with a DJ that I've never uh, performed with before, I just like to go back and forth with them. I might tap you like, yo, do a little mute right here or cut the verse right here just so we can have fun. And you know what I'm saying? That's mainly the interaction. Um, if I'm, you know, performing with a DJ who is not my DJ Bonix. So, um, you know, in, in attempt to do that, it was kind of getting thrown off. Like everything was just, it wasn't going right. The music wasn't going right. There was people talking over it. And, like, I calmly was like, you know, um, let's get it together, guys. Like, I I understand, but we need to get on the same page. Mm-hmm. And um, that was my first attempt at, like, trying to, you know, let them know, like, yes, yeah, it's, it's not really going how it should be going. And then, um, you know, as the set continued, it just got even more uh, unprofessional. Uh, like, songs were playing in the middle of my songs, and 
I would ask to, I know the order of the songs, so I would want to go to the next one, and then a song that I didn't even have in the order comes on. So it was just really frustrating, and um, I got emotional, and I showed, you know, my emotions, and um, that's mainly what you see in the video. And um, I was definitely out of, out of line for, you know, touching a young man's hat and, um, you know, doing what some people would consider assaulting a DJ. Uh, that's that's not in my character and that's not how I handle things and it's not excusable it's not um defendable in 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 any way shape or form but um the situation was you know between me and the guys there and I I just got upset that's all I was um, on my end have you gotten a chance to talk directly to Mikey Danger no I've reached out to Mikey Danger and um he's in the midst of a lot of different things going on so we haven't gotten a chance to talk to each other it's definitely a goal of mine to get in touch with him personally and personally apologize um yeah make that happen for sure mm -hmm. yeah I, re I reached out to mikey before i did the interview because mm -hmm. i wanted to ask how he felt if he wanted to say anything and uh right. i reached out a couple of times and, and he didn't get back to me I I reached as out. well I, I don't know him personally right so i reached out to a couple of label people I, and, he, and he didn't return i, I I will say, like, you know, and I saw Mikey's post. He he, he made a post on Instagram and everything. And, um, you know, I, I, f I feel like it was it was um, very classy of him. You know, the three of us as well as the rest of the world that saw the video, you know, all know that Wiz took it a little far and mm -hmm. it was wrong for his action. But, you know, Mikey addressed it in a way where he said, we're all artists, you know, we're all creatives and hopefully we can move forward in a in in a space of love mm -hmm. you know and you know in the, in the in the situation that we're in right now where a lot of DJs are are taking a stand or you know in a in a sense I feel like it's you know trying to cancel or mm -hmm. not play Wiz Khalifa records you know it didn't seem like Mikey was necessarily um uh promoting that stance well how, how do you feel about that Wiz where I hear a lot of DJs they're pretty upset they're, they're talking about not playing your music uh, I know one rumor that came out was that you put hands on Mikey, that you, you were physically assaulted him, but you never punched Mikey, you never hit him, you smacked his hat off. Mm -hmm. So it was no physical, you never punched him personally. No, no. So how do you feel that, I know uh, Kid Capri was upset, I know you actually spoke to Kid Capri, uh, I know Tony Neal, DJ Will, a couple of DJs, so how do you feel about that? Because a lot of times, you know, you come to these clubs, you support these DJs, and you come to their shows and their birthday parties, so how do you feel about that? Um, I want to allow all the DJs to feel how they want to feel. Um. Yeah, if you if you accept my apology and see it as sincere, then we can move forward. And if you're still a bit upset and you want to, you know, take your stance, I'll allow all of them to do that without any uh, bad feelings on my end because I did put myself out there for that. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's unfortunate that that's the situation that we're in, but. I'm going to just allow them to do that and stand on what they want to stand on. A lot of these DJs, well, pretty much all of these DJs um, get drops from me, get interviews from me. So they know me personally. Personally, They know who, who I really am. So if they want to use this situation and let that outweigh everything that I've done, that's up to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're completely allowed to do that. And I'm not going to have any hard feelings or anything towards anybody. All right, we got more with Wiz Khalifa and DJ Drama. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with Wiz Khalifa and DJ Drama. Now, playing devil's advocate, right? I was speaking to a, a couple of artists, because I like to hear both sides, right? Yeah. They said that, you know, they felt like you went too far, but they also felt like maybe it was understandable, right? And mm -hmm. the reason I say that is they said it was your album release party. Uh, you were performing. People were recording. Uh, the DJ and I, and I guess the host that night, as you were rapping and performing, they were talking over you. Mm -hmm. uh, they were playing two songs at the same time where it was it was nasty and disgusting. Mm. And you got fed up. And a lot of artists was like, I understand. I come there to do a show. Mm -hmm. And honestly, my ish wasn't right. And you tried to break it down. You tried to explain it to them. And that's what got you frustrated. Is that is that what happened that night? Yeah, that's absolutely what happened. For sure. S so, you know, Envy, when me and you talked, me and Kid Capri talked, and, you know, we've continued to talk through the week, you know, and I and me and uh, Capri talked about we were going to do this interview, and, you know, he just asked me, or he wanted to make sure I was okay, because, you know, I feel like I'm in a somewhat of a complex uh, position. Why is that? Well, Wiz is a personal friend of mine. Mm -hmm. You know, he has been for pretty much his whole career you know I, i'm somebody that was going to pittsburgh in in 07 08 09 you know um me and wiz got close very early on in his career you know i've been on tour with him since 2014 we go out you know so he's actually somebody that i consider a close friend in the business but i'm also a dj you know and i support djs you right. know I, I stand by djs you know what i mean and you know there are a lot of djs that look up to people like myself and you and mm -hmm. and others on a, on a certain stature so i i didn't want to i don't want to come off as as bias you right. know and you know one of the things that i, I wanted to say that you know as a, as i've processed um the situation and went through it first and foremost i don't even think it's necessarily just a dj and an artist situation it's mm -hmm. a man-to-man -man situation Correct. and we all know as men you know, you can't put your hands on anybody. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm sure Wiz would agree to that. You know what I mean? Like, it, when it comes down to it. And then the other thing that kind of, for me, with processing through this through this whole week and, and watching how it, it played out and, and DJs, you know, getting on their social media and making statements and saying, let's not play Wiz Khalifa records and DJs staying united. Like, Wiz is one of the most coolest, most humble most like down to earth friendliest artist that you you can name in the business right and he has been for his whole 15 years in, in the game and it's like you know not not to say any names but there there are incidents and situations out there with very huge large known figures you know again maybe in different fields of entertainment or in sports that a story will come out and then more stories will come out and then more stories will come out correct and then next thing you know, it's a hundred people uh, with the same similar stories. That's not this case right here. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was a very isolated incident, you know. And I feel like, you know, again, wrong is wrong. You know, Wiz, Wiz and I don't want to speak for him, but he's already uh, made a statement and, and, and said that he knows he was wrong. But it's not like a hundred DJs or or less or anybody can come out and be like yeah I had a bad experience with Wiz Khalifa right. too and and yeah I remember when Wiz came to the club and he did some f***ed up shit. nobody can say that right. you know what I'm saying so that as a DJ is was was kind of bothering me about you know this this quote unquote DJ staying united situation like it's just 
it's just it feels a little unfair you know what i mean because you know before this nobody had a bad story to tell about Wiz. no no i get it and and when i seen the video and i think any dj there if if anybody would have knocked off my hat if we in the airport if we in a regardless outside yeah we would have tussling yeah right? we would have got regardless because we're, we're men at the end of the day and then right. we can shake hands and laugh about it i mean i didn't had problems with pretty much every artist in the industry and a lot of times we laugh it out when it's over yeah but what i didn't like was the next day you did an interview with complex I think it was Complex. It was a DJ named Complex. Oh, DJ Complex. DJ Complex. And uh, they played the snippet where you was like, sometimes DJs need to get spanked. Now, was that out of frustration? Was that out of being mad? Where did that come from? Honestly, I was talking about younger people more on the grind and on the come up and who don't really have to answer to their actions. And physical altercation is not the way to handle any of your my business that's not what i'm talking about mm -hmm. checking somebody about your business sometimes it has to happen and that's more of what i meant by that comment is like you know it's not necessarily foreign for um you know artists djs or just anybody in the the hip-hop community to get kind of checked and sometimes it's more aggressive than than others but it's not foreign so you know, to act like that's not really, you know, where we come from or what we do when it's like an issue or something to stand on. I'm, I'm, never, I'm not on that side where it's like, right. nah, I'm not just, you know, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. kind of weird. Now, Mikey called you tomorrow and said, you know what, Wiz, I feel the way. I want five minutes with you in the gym. Just let's box it out and then we can hug after. You're fine with that. I'm not making any more violent <laughs> scenarios. <laughs> I'm done <laughs> provoking violence. <laughs> That was my one time y'all gonna catch me. And um, yeah, I apologize. It, it wasn't right. Okay. So I wanna I wanna uh switch gears for a second. Yeah. So you're independent now. You're no longer on Atlantic Records. Mm -hmm. Why did you decide to make that move? Um, I had a really, really decent run in the uh the majors. It's better than decent. Yeah, it was right. cool, it was fun. Mm -hmm. You have a record um, that's billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billions. It was a decent run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was fun, but uh, I just feel like, you know, moving forward, I'm just going to explore my options, um, you know, independently. And do you like the independent? Because I was talking to somebody at label. It was like, well, maybe if he wasn't independent, a label rep would have been there and been able to introduce the DJ and been that middle person. But since it's independent, you and your team have to do everything. Well, anybody who knows me or my team, or if you don't know me or my team, mm -hmm. we do everything anyways. Facts. We're self-sufficient. We're Taylor Gang before we're any other label or establishment. And to be honest, if there was a CEO of a label or a manager and that was happening to their artists, somebody would be getting a talking to. For show. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right, we got more with Wiz Khalifa and DJ Drama. When we come back, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with Wiz Khalifa and DJ Drama. Now, I got one last question pertaining to all of this, and then I just want to ask you about the album because, of course, the album is out right now. Absolutely. And I want to play a joint or two. Mm -hmm. You and Gilly the Kid. Okay. Gilly was mad that you were wearing Hoochie Daddy shorts is what they call them now, I guess. Mm -hmm. And he was upset. He said you took his page down. Was there any truth to any of that? And have you and Gilly recently spoke about it? And There's no truth to me deactivating this page. I wouldn't go that far for anybody. Like You flattering yourself by thinking that I got the time to be doing stuff like that. I do have a really large fan base and I do have a community of people who are down to protect me. So they ride for me. Mm -hmm. And um, 
It is what it is. Have we reached out or talked? No. Do I plan on it? No. Were you upset when, when he made the jokes about your shorts? No, 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 no. I wasn't upset I, about that. Thought, it was another situation where I felt like somebody was coming at my brand and I felt the need to protect it. And on a personal level, the conversation that we had don't even need to go further than that. So for you, that's done. It's no longer. Okay. Now let's talk about music. You got a new album out. Mm -hmm. So how does it feel being totally independent and totally having to push your records, totally have to back it, totally have to do radio, totally doing tour how, how does that feel is there any difference to well that's the inside? cool thing about me is like i do this stuff because i love it mm -hmm. you know like when it's time to do promo like i hit up my team i'm like yo let's let's go to different djs in different cities or you know let's do some drops or you know what i mean let's pop out like let's be a part of the community let's do some meet and greets and because i feel like that's a really really um important part to like building the project and having everybody involved and that's what's really unfortunate about this situation is it's the complete opposite of like where my head is at. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like my head is in showing people love and experiencing and doubling back and doing things that we did, you know, 10 years ago, doing it now. And a lot of um, DJs tell me, they're like, man, artists, they get to your position and they forget about us, but we appreciate you for coming back and like doing the, the OG stuff that, that people don't do. So it's not a label or anybody who makes me do what I do when it comes to work. I do it because I love it and I understand how important it is and how good it is for the project. And um, for this project, it's my best one that I've ever released. So I'm just super happy to have it out. Super happy for my fans to be able to digest it. Really happy for me to like meet new people and be like, yo, listen to my album. Or you know what I mean? Like when you flying home after this conversation and you got an opportunity to listen to it, I'm excited for moments like that. That's really what it's all about. We on tour right now. I love being on tour. Um, I haven't toured in what? Two, three years. years. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's been like three years. So, you know, it's really fun to just do the things that I love. Be creative, you know, make merch, put my team on, and just, you know, really just be a, a good example out here. I was going to ask, you know, Wiz is a guy that, that feels off of vibes, right? Yeah, yeah. You were stuck in the crib for two years because of the pandemic. So what vibe were you able to create, right? Most people create music off of going out and touching mm -hmm. the world, seeing people. Mm -hmm. But for the last two years, we were all stuck in the crib. Yeah. So so how was you creating that vibe off of that? It was fun. And it um and it still allowed me time to like grow and learn learn myself. Making music by myself has been really, really enjoyable. And um just being able to tune things out or just you know, focus on my ideas and the things that I think are cool or the ways that I feel like music should should sound right now. You know, having isolation is, it, it gave me the confidence to do that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now I was gonna also ask, you know, with, with everything that's going on with, you know, the DJ and Mikey and Tron and even Gilly, yeah. has anybody reached out to you, like any of your peers, artists, any of your closest friends that say, yo, what's going on? Or, uh, not at all. It's not one of the conversations that-, that Pretty that much all the homies hit me up. You know, they check on me, make sure I'm good, like mentally. Cause it could be a lot when you got all these different opinions flying at you and stuff like that. But I'm built for this, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a grown man. So with this particular situation, I apologize. And I apologize sincerely. And hopefully we can move forward after that. So so just a last thing to touch on that. When you hear statements like people are taking a stand because they don't want any artists in the game younger artists or uh, of of any caliber to feel comfortable to be putting their hands on djs or whatever however what it what resonates with you with that 
uh, like as far as people taking a stand? Yeah, and when you hear statements like that, like, you know, based upon what happened with Wiz and in the club, you know, and as if it, it you were setting an example for what artists could be comfortable doing. Nah, man, that's, that's, people shouldn't align that up with anything else but me. Like, that's my mistake. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to own up to it. I got to take what comes with it. And if people choose to forgive me and give me a second chance, then I'll greatly appreciate it. And I'm I'm here for, you know, whatever makes everything better for everybody. I'm, I made a mistake. I, I f***ed up. People do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody's really perfect. So if I'm not allowed to make no mistakes, then, you know, you just got to, you, you're, you're entitled to feel how you want to feel. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Wiz Khalifa, DJ Drama tonight. They in Austin, Texas. So make sure you check them out. And, and I appreciate you guys. And I appreciate you clearing it up a lot of people wouldn't have cleared it up wouldn't have wanted to talk about it wouldn't want yeah, to discuss nah, it mainly it's just me apologizing like i i'm not defending myself and or saying what should happen or shouldn't happen i just apologize that i offended anybody and definitely would you know like to ask for you guys's forgiveness from the dj community and knowing moving forward that business won't be handled like that Right. Ever again. And to all the DJs out there, I know me and DJ Drama are not the uh, mm-hmm. DJ uh, President Coalition. <laughs> we just wanted to talk about it because you're talking to you know to a couple of DJs that's been through the, the worst, the worst of the worst of the, the beefs and been through it all, being arrested and yeah. Ford. I, yeah. I done been chased by Biggie yeah. and Irv and and you name it, Mano and Gucci as everybody, oh, I, everybody. But got, you know, we got mean? stories for days, stories for days, yeah. but. I hope that somebody you, I talked to a DJ today that said, uh, shout, shout out to my new DJ Booth. He said, man, I'm glad to see you and Envy are, are good now. I'm like, bro, that was like eight years me ago. Me and Drama had beef for five minutes. <laughs> for real? And they will not let this yeah, go. like five minutes. Yeah, beefing about? Literally like so eight, eight minutes, eight years ago. And I didn't want to discuss it on air, Wiz. I was like, I'll talk to you after the interview. He said I was being light-skinned and we talked about it, it on air and it blew and up. still to this day, people say, man, I'm so glad to see you and Envy cool again. Five minute yeah. beef, baby. <laughs> well, there you have it. It's Wiz Khalifa, DJ Drama. It's the breakfast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Club, good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Drake. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. 
All right. Well, it looks like Drake has tested negative for COVID already. Now he has rescheduled his concert for Saturday. So that's going to be tomorrow. He posted negative test, positive outcome. This was the only date available until the fall. And because the family is so solid, everybody is flying back in to make it happen for you all. See you Saturday, Young Moolah. So as you know, he had to cancel that Young Money reunion tour in Toronto. And that was because of testing positive for COVID. But fortunately, he's been able to reschedule the date for a week later. I thought, has he been down for five days? Because usually you got to sit for five, right? I mean, it's different. You know, people be getting tested and it's then different. They, they're vaccinated, <laughs> boosted. Listen, for me, I tested positive and then a few days later, I tested negative. Yeah, because you don't actually know when you already. got it. You could have had it for a couple of days already. Right. That's facts. Yep. Yeah, so he should be fine. All right, now 50 Cent has a new business venture. He has a podcast. He's going to be hosting an El Chapo podcast series about the downfall of El Chapo. It'll focus on the twin brothers who helped take El Chapo down. It's supposed to be about famous drug informants, the Flores twins. They ratted out one of the most powerful drug traffickers in the world. They did that in exchange for a lighter prison sentence. You said that's 50 Cent doing that? Mm-hmm. He does everything. 50 um, got so many shows coming up. He got podcasts. He got movies. He got albums. He's he's doing so much right now. I think he's on tour overseas right now. 50 is just getting to the bag. Yeah, I don't know how he does it all, but that's going to launch on Lionsgate Sound, by the way. So same thing as Lionsgate. And it's going to be uh, exclusively distributed by the iHeart Podcast Network. Okay. All right. Now, feds are going to be seizing R. Kelly's substantial inmate trust account. And so they're moving in uh, to be able to do that. And that's because he hasn't been paying his fines. In addition to a 30-year prison term for racketeering and sex trafficking, they also ordered at his sentencing that he has to pay a $100,000 fine, a $900 special assessment, and a $40,000 assessment under the Justice for Trafficking Victims Act. And he hasn't paid a dime of that to date. So now they are moving in. They said he's accumulated substantial funds in his inmate trust account, so they're going to be taking that. He has about $28,000 in that account as of Wednesday, so they want to take that money from him. I, I mean... He's still R. Kelly. He should be getting royalties and all types of money coming from for his records. So he should still be able to get, they should be able to take that money. He might have sold all that. Who knows? That's true. That's true. Pay for his lawyer fees. You're right. You're right. And Bow Wow is hosting a BET dating series. It's called After Happily Ever After. It'll be divorced or separated exes, and they're going to be playing matchmaker for one another. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Imagine trying to set your ex up or your ex-husband or ex-wife up with somebody. Yeah, no, that's that's weird. Huh? I watch it, though. All right, and Tara Owens has posted a video of a dispute that he got into with a Karen neighbor. He posted an 11-minute video on Instagram with Karen is real. Wow, just a normal night of being black in America. I want to say I can't believe it, but y'all know what it is. Karen on bikes, tears, hashtag false accusations, hashtag her name is Kate. And listen to this. He ran the stop sign. <laughs> well, there is no stop sign. What are you talking about? But I asked him to Right, because you're going to yell at me and tell me I'm almost hit you, and I didn't. But you didn't have to get out of your car. You didn't have to talk to me that way either, Karen. You're a black man uh, approaching a white woman. So first of all, I don't do that type okay, of stuff. Relax. You did. You put your car in park, and you came uh, at yeah, me. I did. I, first of all, I didn't come at you. Yes, you, can, you did. You can stop all of that, Karen. He literally came after me. Here she crying. There's Karen. Look at this. This is unbelievable. Swear to God, I've never been a part of nothing like this. You're lying now because I was sitting in the garage. See, that's so crazy because she went back to, you're a black man approaching a white woman. What? 
Wow. Not, now she's like, oh, you ran about. a stop sign. There was no stop sign there. You almost hit me. She was what? like, but I asked you to slow down. My car was in park. <laughs> like, stop it. When she, she go said to jail. that, that was all you needed to hear. That is so frustrating. And imagine you have to live in a community knowing that person lives there. Like, right I don't now. want you living nowhere near me. That's You're trying crazy. to get she should me be arrested. arrested. Anything could have happened to him. And if she right. was so scared, she's just standing there arguing and crying and going back and forth. You're not scared then. That's crazy. That's disgusting. But that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, donkey of the day. Charlemagne is out. So if you want to give your donkey of the day to anybody, call us up right now. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Right now, everyone can enter Mattress Firm's Unjunk Your Sleep Sweepstakes for the chance to win a dream bedroom valued up to $2,500 plus $1,000 cash. To enter and view official rules, visit thebreakfastclubonline.com. It's your time to nominate a donkey of your own. Remember now, that's it's how they choose. Uh-huh. Call in now, 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? Shantae. Hey, Shantae, who you want to give donkey to? Um, I want to give donkey of the day to the young man who um, tried to kill his baby mother, or he did kill his baby mother. Um, then he got locked up. The mom bailed him out of jail, and then he turned around and killed his mom and everyone else in the family, and then killed his uh, uh, child, too. So, yeah, he definitely gives donkey of the day. I can't remember his name, but, yeah. My goodness. Definitely. He definitely yeah. deserves donkey. Thank you, mama. No problem. Thank you, and you have a blessed day. Hello, who's this? Hi, it's um, Rocky, man. Rocky, what up? What's up? Nah, man, I just want to give the donkey today to the United States of America. You know what I'm saying? Joe Biden, oh the God. president. You know what I'm saying? Um, so they just trying to get Brittany grinding, man. I'm pretty sure if it was Trump, man. Trump would have been, you know, you know, talking all his, you know, smack and talking about he got missiles and stuff. You don't know, let Brittany grinder go. I'm gonna release the nukes on you. You know, that's just. That's what, I, that's what I honestly think. You know what I'm saying? Well, I definitely don't think Trump would have got her out. I, I think Trump would have left her right there because Trump already made uh, a statement that said... Yeah, uh, she, I don't know if you had, heard what Trump yeah. said about Brittany Griner. He definitely wouldn't have got her out. But I get, nah, I feel I you. I what he said, man. All right, thank you, brother. Oh, my God, he said that she deserves to be there. Yeah, he said she was a, like a, 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 a drug That was a terrible example. Yeah, it was bad. No, not Trump. Hello, who's this? Oh, this CJ right here. I want to give Punky a day to my uh, supervisor. She had let me go. Because I got in an accident on May 1st and messed up my back real bad. So I've been going to physical therapy. She ended up letting me go because I wasn't making it to work on time. Damn. Well, you still got to make it to work on time, brother. Even if, you know, you, you did hurt your back, but you I, might have to leave 30 I, minutes earlier to make sure you get to work on time, though. I had a doctor's note and she still let me go. Well, if you had a doctor, wow, well, what does that But can you be late, though? Like, if, you, if you're injured, they would just say, well, leave a little earlier, right? Nah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I had to be there by 1045. But my uh, my appointment was let off to like ten thirty, and it take me a little while to get back. So. Oh yeah, that okay, sounds so like you might be able to sue. Possible. Yeah, that's not be possible. It sounds like you might be able to sue. Did you go to Human Resources and explain? Nah, see, Human Resources wasn't trying to do that. Yeah, you might want to talk to a lawyer. You might have a case there, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, she get docked a day to day, every day. Thank you, brother. <laughs> yes, sir. Every day. Every day. Hello, who's this? This is Councilwoman Cosby. How you doing, Andy? Good morning. How you doing, Councilwoman? Who you want to give donkey to I'm today? Cool. Again, New Jersey legislature, specifically Senator Cody, for his bill S two nine zero six that mandates training before you get a firearm permit, but nobody can tell you what the training is. So they make a mandate, but nobody tells you what class you're supposed to take. 
Ridiculous. Okay. Well, you know when they do that, those firearm trainings, when I because I, I did it a couple of times, it's a written test. They, they take you through a written class, and then they have one shooting class, and that's it. Right, but the state has not said what was acceptable. I'm actually a certified NRA trainer of safety classes, and I'm getting ready to qualify my pistol so I can teach actual shooting. But am I going to be allowed to hold classes? We don't know because they're not telling us which classes are acceptable. Within well, Councilwoman, I want you to train me and my wife. So if you're available, I want you to train me and my wife. Well, I'll give your people my number, and then we'll set something up for home <laughs> safety. Absolutely. There we go. Thank you, Mama. My pleasure. All right. Donkey of the day, 800-585-1051. Now, when we come back, comedian Michael Blackson will be joining us, and we'll kick it with him next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. The African king of comedy, Michael Blackson. What up, suckers? What's going on, man? What's up? You know, he's going to be at Caroline's all weekend, uh, starting the night at 7 o'clock. But, you know, Michael is always a good person to have here just to talk about life. Yeah. Why are you looking at me so serious, That's man? That's what I said, man. You almost sabotaged my engagement, you punk bitch. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> How are things going Wait, with that? How was everything? Nah, everything Y'all still engaged? We're still engaged. Okay. Hasn't planned a date yet. You know, I've, I've got a lot of accomplishments I want to accomplish before I take that step. By accomplishments, you mean other women or? No, no, no. Okay. No. Other things, like finish up a special, potentially doing a sitcom and, you know, filming my own movie. You got a fresh new hairline, man. What do you mean, man? The command is all natural, Jesus and berries. <laughs> no, it's man. not. What's wrong with my hairline? It's natural. No, it bro. Natural. You got to Thank you very much. Bro. You see? <laughs> you got to restore it in some way. He's a hater, For man. real? Yes. Everything's going to go with engagement. You know what the problem is? What is it? I realize when brothers have bald heads and their hair can't grow, they always feel away. I don't got no edges. Hey. You know what I mean? So he can look like, look at him. He look like, you your know. Your hair like a busted condom. You know when the condom busts <laughs> and your <laughs> come out, this but life is gonna get with the fiance. You know, she's giving me some side chick rules. Y'all know I have the whole side that. chick yep. rules that I have to follow. And, and uh, you have you been following him? I've been trying my hardest to follow him. What are the rules? One of her main rules is when I the lady has to go. Meaning like once I am like she don't know contact, I have to block this bitch off like IG, Twitter, Christian Mingle, all that gotta you know. Wow. She don't she don't want me repeating a woman. But of course, you got to protect yourself and don't look him in the face while you because you look somebody in the face, you're going to fall in love. I'm like, man, why you fall in love with nobody else? So what about, is there like, y'all just have sex or there's no eating the poom poom, eating the butt? Yeah, and definitely no, no eating the poom poom, no. She don't want no kissing. And then she has this, I call it rollover minutes. It's like, if I get a girl, you know, make plans with a girl and I, and I get this chick and her period is on, guess what? I'm stuck with this chick. I cannot roll her over for like August. I'm like, can I switch up for <laughs> September? Yeah. No, no. Nah. Now I'm stuck with some crime scene coochie. Why you want to go through all that? Why don't you just be like, you know what? I love my wife, my fiance, and I'm just going to knock that off. Eh, it sounds good, but no. I'm African. Now yeah. would you let her dibble and dabble? Um, come on. Come on, you, you know, know that. that. You know he not. That's some light skin <laughs> We don't do that in the dark skin community. It's, it's against the law. And that, the main reason, you know, people <laughs> like... It's against the law. Why are you just in... <laughs> Why you don't just be single and do what you want? You, you, every great man needs a good woman by his side. That's right. Know? I mean, prior to Ryder, I ran into some, some really raggedy chicks that I had. I had two attempted robberies, believe it or not. What do you mean? I had this one chick came over one night, banged up, fell asleep. And I, I just, some, I just, some, some, some just woke me up in the middle of the night. I woke up and this chick is up and like leaving. She said, oh, I'm leaving. I'm like, well, you just, you know, you didn't even say, tap me and say bye or whatever. Mm -hmm. What happened that night prior, I was on IG that night. 
had girls twerking on like IG Live and I'm th throwing money. So she hit me up, hey Mike, let me come over. So I remember, you know, she woke me in the middle of the night. I woke up, she's like leaving out of my living room. And some just said, go and look. Look for where you had your money at. I went and looked, money's missing. How much? $3,000. Okay. Cash. So I ran to the front door, chicks disappeared. And I, I live in a very secure building in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Go downstairs, concierge. I'm like, yeah, did a girl come out? He's like, no. This bitch leave out the fire escape. No. So I text her. I said, listen, I know you stole the money. I got it on camera. Either bring this money back or I'm going to put you on IG. And that scared her. And the bitch came back. <laughs> and like, you know, I'm so sorry. My rent was due. I'm like, if you, you know, ask. Yeah. She gave the money back. It was sure like $300. I'm like, you know, that was what the coochie was worth. Hey. What was the second time? He said twice. Second time was the funniest one ever. So this chick, you know, and I felt bad because I actually fired my assistant at that time because I thought he stole the money. So I remember having a birthday celebration in uh, in LA and I ran into her the day prior. I used to mess with her maybe a year before. Mm -hmm. Ran back into her. I said, hey, I'm doing my birthday this week. Come on by. It's a little model chick out of LA. So I remember she's saying my assistant was around too. So I remember that I was having my party in another unit. The building allowed me to have this other unit because it was empty. So I had a party there. So my assistant was going back and forth my presence, taking my presence back into my unit. And I know this particular place where I had money. I knew at one point I sent him to like grab a key. So I figured he was the only one that knew where the money was. Mm -hmm. I remember she was around, but I thought, I'm like, nobody gonna know where this money's at. So I remember the next day I went to go shopping. I took all the money out. And thieves are very smart. They mm -hmm. won't take everything. They would take a amount that you would notice. And I didn't notice that until I went to Fazachi to go shop and I knew how, exactly how much was in there. And I gave her the money and it's supposed to be like $10,000. Mm -hmm. She said 8500 I'm like, 8500 But $1,500 I'll go. So I went, when I got back home uh, and I was like, hey, Jay, you know, took my my sister, I'm mentioning his name. I said, um, you know, you're the, last, you're the only one that should know where this money is at. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I said, I, I got to let you go till I find out where this money went. And he's like, Max, like, I don't want to hear it. I said, when God reveals to me what, what happened to this money, I, you get your job back. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, so I let him go. And then we want to fast forward three months later. Mind you, this, I fired him for three whole months. Mm -hmm. Three months later, I ran back into this chick, the same chick. I said, oh, yeah, you know, I got some friends over. Come on, let's hang out. She came over, and I remember um, I was in my room taking a nap. She said, oh, let me take a nap with you. So I remember her like, coming to lay next to me. While I'm asleep, she goes back in that same place. For some reason, I don't know why. I don't know. God just told me to set this woman up. up. I don't know what happened. I don't know why I left mine and money there. This time I know exactly how much I left. How much was it? I had $4,000 in there. Okay. I remember waking up. Again, it's daytime. It's nap time. I'm taking a nap. So she went in there, stole $1,500 to be exact. Runs into my guest room. I wake up again, go in there. Fifteen hundred dollars missing. Fortunate for me, I had two other girls at the house that time. So I went in there. I said, "Okay." I went and counted. I said, "Damn it! Now I know you don't want to steal that money the first time." Mm -hmm. We fired your man. And he ain't even do it. So he ain't do it. So I, you know, I called him. I apologized to him. Give him his job back. I went back in there. I said, "Hey, get the money. Give up right now." Or you know, she said, "I ain't got the money." Look at my bag. Such a bag. She's like, "Give me such my coochie." I'm like, "Why are you suggesting?" Like I said, "Okay, you know all this going on." Let me go get some help. I went and got the two other girls. Mm -hmm. I was in the room. I said, hey, come in here. I'm missing some money. I think she took it. She said the money is in her coochie. <laughs> she wants me to go in her coochie and search for this money. Okay. So I turned to like a Pornhub TSA agent all of a sudden, right? <laughs> I'm like, all right, let me go for it. She 
twice, but no money. Can't find this money nowhere. I, I say, you know what? Get out of my house. Don't ever come back again. And I'm just glad I had witnesses. She leaves out. I'm like, damn, this money's somewhere. I lift up the bed. The money's right there. So she was just hoping to later on take it with us. And once I found wow. the money, I texted. I was like, crazy broke bitch, bitch don't ever come back. Yada, yada. Yeah. And then that was that. What and did then your we, assistant say? That you, now you fired me. You blame me for stealing. I've been riding with you. Did you at least give him a raise or something? Uh, he just got a raise before the fire. But I felt really wrong and I straight up apologized to him. I think that was enough for him. He didn't care about the raise. Is he still your assistant? That, yeah, Jason, still, he still works for me. That was a good story. It wasn't the funniest story ever, though. You started it off by saying it's going to be the funniest story ever. I got my well, hopes well, up. I, did, I really I did, got my hopes up. I did like, a whole pep smear. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> One last time you did a pep smear. And then know the funny thing about I run back into that girl again a year later at a friend's house. And I'm like, okay, well, where's my money? Where's the money from the first time? <laughs> you know, she said, well, I ain't got it. I said, how much you got? No, Mike. Dead serious. She said, I'll cash it be 500. Cash me 500 right now. <laughs> got me $500 back of my money from the previous stealing. All right, we got more with Michael Blackson. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with Michael Blackson. Now, you the know. last time you 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 you're up here, we were talking about you know Ben Simmons, and you was like Ben Simmons was your boy, and you tried to kick it to your fiance mm -hmm. behind your back, and y'all right. were cool. You put roots on him, I heard. Yeah, yeah. He ain't he ain't played ball since then. Mm -hmm. I went to the village, made some calls, mm -hmm. and now he's permanently he's handicapped. For, Have you spoke to him since? Have y'all ran into each other? Nah, I haven't seen him at all. Cause you, you know, he got traded. I got, yeah. him, I got him traded. Got and then, and then, play. then I called the village, and then he ain't played basketball. Even when he tried to play, his back started hurting. I kept pushing buttons in the office. <laughs> now, what did you think of uh, Will Smith's recent apology to Chris Rock? Your Philly brother Will, but your comedian brother Chris. I mean, I think Chris has to forgive him before we all could do it. it For us to forgive Will Smith, Chris got to do it. That don't bother you. It bother us. Cause we, are, you know what I mean. No, it bother me. I talk shit on stage. Can you imagine? I'd be. How would I feel? If somebody came and slapped the shit out of me for something. So yeah, I'm. Oh, I'm riding with Chris all the way. And either that or Will gotta like stand up somewhere. Every comedian just go slap the shit out of him <laughs> at like the BT Awards or something. Good discussion. Every comedian. Every comedian. We all take turns slapping the shit out of that nigga. <laughs> and uh, he better hope by the time Bruce Bruce get there, he be knocking. <laughs> I think I think it should be a level a stature of comedian. Every comedian can't slap. You got to be a certain level in the that's game. That's true. Slap will. Everybody that's making at least twenty grand a yes. show could slap. Yes. <laughs> so Bruce Bruce is definitely in that mix. Bruce Bruce. Who else is heavy and big? Damn. Uh, uh, um. Um. Uh, Lavelle Crawford. <laughs> Lavelle Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> they probably, I'll be probably. The, I'm probably the lightest one. I'll be first. Kev would need a ladder to slap that. <laughs> Are you and Kev? You and Kev good, man. Yeah, Kev, okay. can we get Make a show? Either that, I think what might even work for him, probably a roast. A roast to Will Smith, yeah. That I could think be comedy good. always just that could makes be good. things feel better. So. I like that. That could be good. Now, what was you doing at uh, Michael Rubin's all-white party? Uh, Mike is my guy, man. You know, um, the, I was probably the brokest guy at this, at this party. <laughs> but the funniest thing that happened at the party to me, right? I mean, Mike Rubin is, is a billionaire. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever he does events, it's nothing but supermodels. Everybody there is like 110 pounds and under. He's friends with athletes and rappers. I'm like, N that's not our type of stuff. Mm -hmm. We like 160 pound ass and breast. You have these quarter pounder with cheese. <laughs> Did you tell him that? No, I ain't telling oh, him that. Tell I won't go to the next party. <laughs> but make a long story short, finally, I see a normal looking woman, 150 pounds mm -hmm. or more. 
you know, but I, I don't know who everybody is, you know. So I'm like, oh, let me have a conversation with this person. I could probably relate to this black woman. I could relate to her, okay. <laughs> so I was like, hey, how you doing? She said, we, I said, where are you from? She said, I live in LA. I said, what do you do? She said, well, I'll be in the studio. I'm like, oh, you sing? She said, yeah. I said, what's your name? She said, LMA, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, oh, I said, I heard her name. I just, I didn't know what she looked like. I said, I'm Michael Black. She said, oh, she said, I see you. I know you. We having a conversation. I'm making her laugh. We talking. You know, mind you, she's been standing by herself for like a couple of minutes. That's mm-hmm. why I approached her. All of a sudden, I get tapped on the shoulder, right? And I, I just saw like a light skin. Hand. I'm like, God damn, I'm about to fight Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> I got in fight mode. I turn around. I'm like, oh, Jason Tanner, you want a hug? What's good, man? I said, you good? He said, yeah, I'm good. I said, why? He said, because I'm with her. Damn. But you know, I'm like, you could have did another way, motherfucker. Is that a light skin way of talking shit? Like, yes. I'm with her. Yeah, I'm with her. She's with me. What did you say after that? I said, oh, okay, but I mean, I didn't know, but I wasn't trying to like holler. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. just having a conversation. Just, I'm just cracking jokes. I just need somebody that I could relate to that was not a dude, you know? So that was, I guess that's when I realized. I didn't even know that was his girl. Yeah. So the next day, I saw you know, on the shade room and everywhere else, the hell, Jason Tamer is with her. So it was never confirmed, so you confirming it? I guess I, it was never confirmed. No, but you. Well, you, yeah, yeah. He he told me that's his girl. <laughs> yes, motherfucker. <laughs> Jason Tatum said I'm with her. <laughs> this is my girl. You skinny, black, crispy looking, burnt hot dog. Yes, motherfucker. This is my woman. You punk bitch. <laughs> so yeah, that was his girl. Is it true you became an American citizen? Just recently, finally, man. Yeah. So you've been here legally no, all the time. No, see, you are so illiterate when it comes to <laughs> foreign policies. Because a person not a citizen doesn't mean it's illegal. Okay. There are steps. I mean, there are some kids that come here with a, with a uh, student visa. Sometimes you could get a work visa from that. Then you get this thing called um, authorization to work. That's mm-hmm. another other. You could work, but you you're not a permanent resident. You have to renew that every year. Then you become a permanent resident. Which is um, your green card, mm-hmm. you know, and every 10 years you renew the card. Which one you had? I mean, I had a green card. That's the latest. That's a, you, have, you can't be a citizen. You can't go from a student visa to a citizen. Gotcha. Green <laughs> is a step. And you have to have a green card for at least five years. Okay. Then you apply to be a citizen. I thought you got to marry somebody to get a green card, though. You don't necessarily have to marry somebody. You just Marriage is the fastest way. Okay. You know, and the crazy thing about it, I was married at one point. And I could have asked my wife at that time to do it. But there's whoever you're going to marry has to make enough money to take care of you. Mm. And at that time, my lady was on welfare. How are you going to support me when you broke it to me? Yeah. You know? And you had to study for that test. I had to study for the test. God damn. And the thing about it, I studied for the test just for the test. After that, I forgot every thing was on there. What did they ask you on that kind of thing? You Americans saying y'all won't know. Nope. I mean, let me ask you a question right now. If the president president dies... The vice president dies. Who takes over? Secretary of the Secretary, House. Yeah, Secretary of Defense. No, Secretary yeah, see, Speaker of the House. Answers. Speaker of the House. house Nancy yeah. Pelosi. Against light skin. Yeah. See, you know. Well, you see, because you're in politics. Not really, but. You act like you are. <laughs> <laughs> they give you a hundred questions. Mm-hmm. Out of the hundred, they only ask you ten of them. What? That's and you only have to get six right out of the ten. So once you get six right, then you're done. You stop. And this, I did it twice. So the first time I took the test. Mm-hmm. You know, it was this blonde hair, blue eyed white man that did not want me to be an American that day. I mean, I've been in America so long. I, I, yeah, I studied the test, passed it with flying colors, mm-hmm. knew everything about it. But then, then he tried to ask me some questions to incriminate me later. He started asking me things like, hey, do you owe taxes? 
At that time, yes, I owe taxes. And then, uh, you know, I said, well, I'm on a payment plan. He said, okay, well, you know, you passed the test, but for me to approve this, I want to see what your payment plan look like. Wow. So I, I, I end up going to Iris, print up my payment plan, send it to him. He said it wasn't consistent enough. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I got denied citizenship. So you know what that means? Wow. I have to wait five more years. Wow. So then, which was like four or five months ago when mm-hmm. I took the test, I had a guy that looked like this. He was a black dude. Yeah. 30 years old. Yeah. He was more of a fan than he... I still pass the test. I mean, after I was on the test, we need taking pictures, you know. But he didn't ask me nothing that would, you know, that would later on incriminate me. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So, now, also for your citizens test, you have to recite the Pledge of Allegiance. Can you do that? I mean, I could sing the Star Spangled Banner. Let's hear it. Oh, Jesus, help me. Oh, say, can't you see? That's not the Pledge of Allegiance. The Star Spangled Banner. The dark skin is not listening. He just said I can say. But the that's not the Banner. question. Oh, we want him to re- keep his citizenship. He can't. Hey, just... They they can't never take it back from me. Sorry. <laughs> All they could do is lock me up. <laughs> well, we By the starlight delight. What? What? So proudly we had as the starlight's last gleaming through the hum, yum, 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 through his perilous lies. What's so random we ran? They revoking your citizenship. <laughs> they definitely do. They definitely taking it back. Oh, say can that star spangled banner give way in the lands of the free and the Atlanta Braves. Okay. <laughs> okay. Goodness gracious. Michael Make sure Blackson. you go see Michael Blackson. Get tickets at carolines.com. He'll be there all weekend. Oh, we, and also catch me on the all new tour. We outside tour. Oh, yeah. With Corey Holcomb. Corey Holcomb. Carlos Tony Miller. Rock. Tony Rock, yes, Bill Bellamy, Tony. What are the other Tony? Baker? You think Tony should accept Will's apology? Because Will apologized to Tony too. Tony got slapped him too. There's gonna be a lot of slapping. <laughs> Tony might do it a couple times. Yeah, he, 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 he yeah, he might punch. Yeah, he might. Damn, goodness gracious. That's a this a funny ass tour, bro. Yes, the we yeah. outside tour. Yeah, Bill Bellamy, Corey Holcomb, Carlos Miller, Tony Rock, and you. Yes, starting out next month. Come check it out, motherfuckers. All right, but I'm a Carolines. That's all that matters. Let's go. Carolines.com is Michael Blackson. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's shout out to everybody in Fort Lauderdale. I'm on my way to Fort Lauderdale tonight at uh, Munchie's Pizza Bar. Shout out to uh, Killer Touch. He's doing that tonight. And then Saturday, I'm in my own stopping grounds, Virginia. That's right, the 757. First, we're doing a community day, their third annual community day. I'll be pulling up to that. Shout out to Izzy. And then uh, at nighttime, I'm going to be at City's Bar and Grill. So come hang with me if you're in Virginia. And then Sunday in Atlanta for Invest Fest, right? That's right. Invest Fest this Sunday. Shout out to EYL. I'll be speaking on a panel with uh, T.I. and Dame Dash. So it should be a lot of fun. Yes, I'll be at Invest Fest this weekend in Atlanta as well. And it's sold out. So Yep, sold out. Well, you got a positive note, Yeezy? Yes, and remember, dreams don't work unless you do. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.